Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Woohoo! <laughs> Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Kelly Brooks, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, a sticker, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash that story show. Hi, I'm Rowan from Campbell River, BC, and you're listening to That Story Show. Hey! This is That Story Show, people. <laughs> Hey, who? Yeah. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this sweet house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 363, brought to you the week of December 3rd, 2020. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hi, I'm John. Did I get in too early there? No, you did fine. Good. I have a, I'm curious though. This is what <laughs> I just jumped right on there, stepped on your lines. But here, I'm curious about something, James. Why is Christmas the only holiday with its own songs? It, it's, it sounds like the truth, but it is not the truth. That sounds like right. the truth, but it is not the truth because Jingle Bells is actually a Thanksgiving song. I, I learned right. this the other day. Jingle Bells is a Thanksgiving song. I, I do seem to recall that, yeah. And there is a lot of songs that revolve around the 4th of July that you don't hear any other time of the year. Mm. Okay. What about Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is, you're right, there's, mm. there's only love songs, but there's no specific Valentine's Day songs. There's, um, you're, I mean- We don't pull out a- yeah, a, a bunch of songs around that certain holiday. I, I do agree. Thanksgiving, other, other, you know, Patrick, St. Patrick's Day and all this stuff. They they have songs, I guess, but but not written for the holiday, right? Because um, even Jingle Bells secretly is just a Christmas song. I don't care what yeah, it's intended to secretly. Be. We're not going to like oh it's Thanksgiving. Let's sing Jingle Bells, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is no there. You're right. I mean, in in reality, but um, I did find out that curious fact about Jingle Bells being a a daggum thing. But um, yeah, and that's something. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and and the chat room says that um, they're pretty sure that in the country music world, there are plenty of Fourth of July songs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> Hold on, Fourth of July. I'm yeah. proud to be an American. There you go. Right Where there. at least I know I'm free. That one. Come out around Fourth of July, so. <laughs> okay. 
Born then, uh, in the USA. I don't know if that even counts, but yeah. it, there's a lot of America songs that, that you could say were inspired by the independence of America. So hmm. anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, maybe I should rephrase or re- rethink my thoughts. No, so. I, I think you're right. Ultimately, though, there is no, you know, like, like there's a grandparents day and a, there's a, there's all and there's nothing there's nothing sung about grandparents you know right that's right and and nobody was thinking about that kind of stuff when they wrote christmas shoes ever heard that uh, song i hate that song it makes me I'm hate the whole it makes me hate all of christmas almost that's yeah song. it's like come on man that's like the top of the worst christmas songs ever written thank you no, no offense to anybody who loves it. Yeah, I it's bet inspiring the, song, but. there have even been Satanists that have probably written <laughs> backwards Christmas music <laughs> to worship the devil, and it's better than that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It is. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <gasps> I'm just saying, oh. as far as composition and structure... And, and at least it has Content. a purpose, you know, so, because, yeah. because the guy in the song, he was either scammed outright, you know, he's an idiot that got scammed by a kid that, mm-hmm. that that's probably what happened or he made the whole thing up and either way <laughs> it, it means he's a big boob. <laughs> so, <laughs> sir, I'd like to buy these shoes for my mama now i think they even made a movie out of it no way i think they did Kirk cameron in it probably 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 but yeah i think they did make a movie out of it and it's probably equally equally terrible this poor woman's gonna die and her kids out misguidedly buying shoes i mean what if it was true that means the kids messed up because the child thinks that that (laughs) okay my mom's dying the doctor says there's not much time, so I'm going to sneak away from the hospital and I'm going to go buy her some shoes <laughs> that even he can't afford. Yeah, yeah. And and that way when she dies, you know, she'll I don't know. I have I, those shoes on to meet Jesus. It doesn't make sense cuz that's what Jesus is going to be worried about is is she's got bad feet, you know. So <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry you died and all from cancer or whatever, but now that you're here, ma'am, um, we can't let you in with those shoes. I wish your son had made it back in time. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I wish I, the man behind I, him in line had given him some money or something. That would have been a, a Christmas miracle and worth <laughs> writing a song about. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> we're probably going to get in trouble. Ano- okay. Well, another bad Christmas song since we're on the topic is, okay. is the guilt trip Christmas song uh, about Africa. Have you heard that? Oh, one? now don't hate on that. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? It because the, the only, the only <laughs> what do you love it for? Cause to me, it's just a big giant guilt trip. Because when when it came out in the 80s, my neighbor bought the record, 
and I, I loved it because I recognized the different singers like, whoa, boy, that's, that's you too. That's singing. And yeah. well, that's uh, boy, George is singing. And, you know, and I just thought that was great. I didn't really even listen to the message until I was older. Right. But, um, it's a hard, it it's heavy hitting <laughs> guilt trip. <laughs> the, the, there, there'll be no snow in Africa this Christmas. I yeah. always like to sing, do they care even about Christmas? <laughs> oh, exactly. The only, the only gift they can wish for is life, you know? And it's like, this is no, playing the only right. Gift this year is flies. Oh my gosh. Well, the, the, you're going to get us in trouble is what it is. <laughs> no, that's, that's the words to the song. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I thought it was the only gift they'll get this year is life. No, I think it's it's flies. No, hold on. I'm, I, <laughs> what's this? What, what's the name of the song? Do they uh, know? Do they know it's Christmas? Um, by Band Aid. Yeah. By Band Aid, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, here we are. Let's oh, see. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke, man. No, I I always thought. <laughs> I guess it's misheard lyrics. But I always like, if they get this year, it's flies. You know, You're the worst. <laughs> well, whenever we would see the like the pictures of the kids from Africa when I was a kid, they always had flies, flies on, on their, their face. face. I know. Right. That's why I thought you were joking. No. <laughs> oh. I've lived forty something years thinking that was the worst song. <laughs> give they'll give this year's flies. They're gonna open up a little gift from from Samaritan's person. It's gonna be a big box of flies. <laughs> it's flies. That's terrible, man. I'm the worst. Oh man. We're gonna have to don't don't release this part of the show. It's all everything has to restart. We have to start oh. all over. Uh, yeah, the only the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. I mean, I know that there's problems in Africa. I'm not belittling that. I'm just saying they this is a little heavy handed. It is. It, it's just mm. like here. Let me dump all over your Christmas joy. I know you just heard <laughs> rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop, but now we're gonna hit <laughs> you with this one, and we're gonna okay. make make it sound like a Christmas song, but it's really just a heavy-handed guilt trip. So it's it was it was made to raise awareness. Of you know the the plight of the people I in Africa. Who, I understand, especially and, uh, about those flies. <laughs> <laughs> the only gift, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've well, been singing that right along with them all these years. Oh yeah, I had tears coming down my face. <laughs> <laughs> the only gift I get this year is flies. <laughs> now it changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen eighty four. I was I was nine. Okay, I was nine years old. You're not nine anymore, John. No, I'm so glad we were here to help educate you. I have tears coming out of my eyes. Oh, okay. The only gift they'll get this year is flies. 
maybe in the remake they did that. <laughs> uh, he never sat back and questioned it. He just It's so sad that all they get for Christmas is flies. It's the greatest gift oh, they get is flies. Gosh. Oh, help us, Lord. All right. We always start with a story. At least we typically well. do. <laughs> <laughs> Not a life changing revelation usually, but now now we do. Um just stay tuned for next episode when John realizes that uh I don't know. Babes in Toyland are not really babies. I don't know. I don't know what else. What? Is. What? <laughs> Wait a second. I thought that's <laughs> it's not hot chicks in Toyland. <laughs> Toyland. <laughs> oh, we're going to ruin Christmas for him. There's no Santa Claus either while we're at it. Oh, but- what? No. Stop it. Stop. Children, listen to the show. Uh, all right. This story is called Amazing Race. And it is uh, from Bill from Indiana, and he writes, I know how much you guys like poop stories. Wow, thank you so much. (sighs) Yeah. I've got a pretty good one to share with you. It was the summer of 2019, and I was relaxing in our backyard patio as I watched my children play in the yard. It was a beautiful day that was filled with laughter because they're they're white middle class upwardly mobile people and they don't have to deal with the fly problem oh. they do in Africa. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. That's the greatest get they'll gift this year. <laughs> gift they'll get. I can't even I can't speak with words. So anyway. It was a beautiful day that was filled with laughter and their little voices as they went around exploring with their childlike imaginations. Oh, gosh. I watched with a heart full of gratitude for the gifts that God had blessed us with. What more? Pre- what was more precious than seeing your children enjoy their time at play with each other on a beautiful day? See, I can't appreciate this anymore because of the song. <laughs> it's not the song's fault. It is the song's <laughs> fault. Because now I'm thinking about African children. <laughs> oh, man. and i can't i can't i can't enjoy this time with this lady and her story or this guy and her story it, his story uh i gotta get my pronouns worked out anyway this moment was too good to be true <laughs> as things would take an unexpected turn okay here we go my four-year-old twins a boy and a girl were both crammed into their little plastic little tykes cozy coop toy scooting around the yard pretending to drive to work or to the store just like mommy and daddy do and my son peers out the window of the coop into the ground to see a small pile of our dog's poop he gestures towards the pile and makes a comment to his twin sister and they both giggled about it so that was Mm -hmm. supposed to be the end of the story but it's not when it it was then that i noticed out of the corner of my eye that my 18-month-old son took notice of what his older brother had been pointing to, and he began to waddle his little body over to the area to see what the commotion was about. And my heart Mm. immediately skipped a beat upon noticing his newfound curiosity. I knew what was going to happen next, and I Mm. shouted his name from across the yard, Maverick, don't you dare touch that! (laughs) What an ironic name. Goose! (laughs) You name your kid, Mav. Q 
kid your name your kid Maverick and expect him to listen to you from across the yard? I don't think so. Yeah. He's, he's going to do what he wants to do. Exactly. It was no surprise to me that these words fell on deaf ears. As he stayed on his course, he was determined to investigate it, living up to his name. As he right. approached the pile, I sat up on the edge of my seat. I clapped my hands loudly and <laughs> shouted <laughs> his good. name again. Maverick! Probably clapped twice. <laughs> Maverick! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this tactic was usually enough to get his attention and divert him from his way, but not this time. As he stood over the pile, he looked upon it with childlike <laughs> wonder and amazement. What happened next took place in slow motion. Picture this. As soon as I saw his little body begin to bend over and reach mm. down for his newfound treasure, I leapt up from my chair and sprinted through the obstacle course of toys on the patio, leaping over the landscaping as both of my flip-flops flew in two different directions, running on sheer terror and pure adrenaline. I sprinted my way toward my son, have you ever had a nightmare where you were running but not going anywhere? This yeah. is what it felt like as I tried to navigate my way to him. During my America Ninja Warrior obstacle course run, he had managed to reach the pile, select a choice nugget, and proceed to stand up while raising it to his open mouth. <laughs> it was going in, so. James and John. I tell you, it was going in. <laughs> oh! By the great... <laughs> no, it's like madness. <laughs> no! Oh, but I tell you... <laughs> <laughs> By the grace of God, I managed to get to him in time to swat it out of his hand and mouth. I tell you that it was well on his way into his mouth, but all it was left for him to do was bite down. Thankfully, it did not touch his lips, teeth, or tongue, and all that was necessary was a thorough hand washing. Mm. It took a while for my heart rate to return to normal <laughs> as we tracked down both of my shoes, but in the end, we were both spared an inexplicable horror that day. Picking up dog poop does not mean you'll have a lucky day. Well, <laughs> on second thought, maybe it did have a, I did have a lucky day because I spared him from eating the foul nugget. God bless yeah. you guys. Thanks you for go. the fun each week, Bill from Indiana. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Man. Wow. We made it through, and it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. That's Yeah, it could have gotten really bad. Yeah. I don't. Picking it up is good luck, but eating it is not. Ah! <laughs> no, it's not. Nope. All right, let's uh, let's do Rickly Rewind like we do. All right. So, um, we were at the restaurant the other day. It was yeah. uh, night before last night, and uh, the manager was interrupting a conversation I was having with my wife. And he, what he meant to say was, hi, how are you doing? I'm the manager here. My name is Sean. And um, just wanted to see how we're treating you tonight. You know, how they do. Yeah. And uh, checking in. Because yeah. you might be, you know, an undercover reviewer or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what, he, what he meant to say was, well, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. And then and we were supposed to say, okay. And then he was going to move on to the next table. But what he actually said instead was, if there's anything I need you to do, I'll let you know. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> he looked at me. He did. And then he looked at me weird like, I just totally reversed that and messed it up. And, and, um, and I looked at him like, are you going to let it lie like that? And he says, yep. <laughs> and he, with his look, and he turned away. <laughs> And he he kind of stumbled over his next few words at the next table, but he let it stand the way it was. If there's any, he didn't want to correct himself no. because he would look weak. Me, I would have just said strike that, reverse it, like you know from Willy Wonka or something. Yeah, but right, he he was too embarrassed. He wouldn't he wouldn't fix it. So yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. If, if there's, there's anything uh, you can do, I'll let you know. Yeah, if there's anything I need you to do, I'll come get you. I'll let you know. So probably confuses the words to songs too. So I was, I was looking out, I was looking out for the rest of dinner, you know, if there was going (laughs) to need some busting some tables or some more people up at the the (laughs) counter to hand out rolls or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and uh, wash some dishes for you there, buddy. But I'm going to be careful when I go back there, I'm going to make sure I wear jeans and a, and an appropriately colored t-shirt so I could blend in with the staff. So that if he does need me, I will be ready. <laughs> so you'll be ready to roll. So well, I, I guess he didn't call on you then, huh? No, he never did. Ah, because I know what he meant, and he knows what he meant, but he couldn't fix it. He couldn't. He couldn't face it, and I would have <laughs> had to have faced it. I would have laughed at myself, but he couldn't. <laughs> would have too. He couldn't laugh at himself. He was too serious about his job, and that's what. You know, that's what made it on the show is is because he couldn't fix it. If he had fixed it, I probably wouldn't even thought about it. But I'm like, no, you're uh, he looked at me like I just said that wrong. And I looked at him like you're going to fix it. Right. And he looked back at me like, no, I'm not. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. See you you later. (laughs) I'll call on you if necessary. (laughs) Be ready. (laughs) Just in case you're wondering, I mean, I might do it. Oh, my gosh. So anyway. That's, that's all. Awesome. That's all that happened to me this week. Well, that's that's better. I mean, I've had two weeks to have something good happen, but you know, we 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 went to uh, West Virginia for Thanksgiving and and kind of hung out up there and yeah, didn't go out of the house at all. So nothing fun happened per se. Uh, but when I I got home, I you know when we got home. I didn't remember last, I think it was last episode or no, a while back, I talked about those two houses right across the street from each other. They had kind of opposing uh, Halloween decorations. Yeah, yeah. Like, the other one was like death and macabre. And, right. Um, well, they're, they're back at it for the holiday season, for Christmas. They Uh-oh. didn't decorate for Thanksgiving, but for Christmas, they're, they're good. Um, and so I was, I was on the way home. And I look and I see the house. It's it's dark when I you know drive home, so the houses are all lit up. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm checking it out. And I look over at the one house that had the cutesy decorations, and they've got a nice manger scene, and it's just very serene and cute. And they got the great lights out and stuff. And I'm like, oh well, the neighbors across the street got something going on too. And I can see their Christmas tree inside the house, and it looks nice. And they got some lights around it. But what caught my eye was they have a leg lamp. <laughs> in the window and and i'm like this is this is the best yeah that's great i i think it's awesome but the leg i don't i don't know if they made it themselves or not i need to drive by a little slower next time i don't want them to think hey, <laughs> you're checking the way, out but, the leg is what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> but the leg you know this is the house that had the 
the decapitated heads and stuff right, for, right. for Halloween. The leg looks like it's a little chunky. Oh, it, looks, <laughs> it almost looks like a construction worker's leg. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> but it's a pretty big leg. It's probably off a mannequin, like a man mannequin. Uh, maybe <laughs> it looked like a severed leg, and I'm wondering if they just had some oh decorations <laughs> they, they decided to make a leg lamp out of. This will be beautiful. Just cover up the stump, and we're good. <laughs> I'll drive by a little more slowly tonight to see if maybe, maybe it's a that's it's great. A, it's an actual one, but. Uh, you know, there's nothing like a, a major award. Yeah. Um, you know, fragile. And I feel sorry for anybody that doesn't get this, but you haven't seen a Christmas story and you need to go see it right now. Oh, you do. You do. <clears throat> because this is uh, the year for you to see it. This is the year. I, I've always, I, the first, the first time that that movie came out, you know, they played it nonstop on TV when we were kids. And that's really why it's got its cult following because when it was released in the theaters, it didn't do so great. But um, they played it over and over on TV and everybody fell in love with it. Well, I was actually an adult before I saw it for the first time. And I remember watching it thinking, man, these kids are really good actors. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually were. Because they, when you watch a movie with kids and don't notice that they're kids, you know, that's when you know you've seen a good mo movie with kids. Yeah. Super 8 was like that. You ever seen Super? Yeah, Ray? that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, um, a, what's his face? Who who directed that? I don't know. Steven Spielberg, maybe. I don't know, but oh, I think it was the same guy that did um, Lost and uh, oh, but it's a good movie. Who the Star Wars ones? Uh, what's his face? Bad Robot guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think he just yeah. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, I'm man. losing geek points okay. by the second. But. I mean, I, yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Somebody in the chat room probably knows. Yeah. But no. anyway. Anywho, <laughs> well, it'll come to us while we're reading stories. <laughs> um, I, we got an email that I'd like to read. Uh, mm. This one is uh, entitled, Hi, James and John. And that's how you, <laughs> that's how you know it's a, story, uh, it's, a, it's a letter rather than a story. TJ um, from Aldi. V VA Virginia. Uh, JJ Abrams. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I knew it would come out. <laughs> Sorry. The TJ sparked it. Yes, JJ Abrams okay. did uh Super 8 and it's a good movie yeah. and you should watch it. All right, but it's not a Christmas movie. Um no. Hey James Sorry, or John or and John, uh I just listened to episode 351 and I never wrote a love note. Okay, so he's he's going from back in the day, but I still remember what he's talking about because I asked about love notes and uh, the content of middle school love notes and if anybody had yeah. any. And so this is good. This is good stuff. But before the first day of school in eighth grade, I met up with my longtime friend. Let's call her Alex. And she had just gotten back from a long vacation and she had a present. She's the kind of person to give presents for everything but hates receiving them. Some, oh, somehow we got on the topic of crushes and mine happened to be her. <laughs> so I'm 13 at the time. And my sister was, who was with us and she was 10. And I asked Alex to guess my crush. And the only hints, <laughs> <laughs> the only hints I would give was that her name started with an A and that she attended our middle school. <laughs> Those hints were oh, pretty big hints. <laughs> 
after about 10 guesses, my sister finally blurts out, it's you. <laughs> it's you. And the bus ride was very awkward, <laughs> which yeah. we got over. I found out later that she knew I liked her and was playing dumb to try to <laughs> let me down soft. Of course she knew. Right. Of course she why knew. Would you ask somebody who your crush is because you, you're testing the waters there. Exactly. The girls aren't stupid. They're not it's dumb. Like, no. They're, they're, smart. they're smarter than we are when it comes to this stuff. I'm telling you, like a million times more. They they knew you liked it the day that they saw you. They knew you liked them. <laughs> the, the way you looked at them the first time you ever saw them, she's like, he likes me. Oh, Lord. I got to let mm-hmm. him down easy and play dumb. No. Yeah, right. So apparently... She had a crush on me for about a week before she decided that our views were too different. (laughs) 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 Well, he really likes, you know, Jesse, but I'm more of a bunked fan. So I like chunky and he likes smooth. So, you know, Mm. it's just not going to work out. She's the kind of girl to dream for a high school sweetheart into marriage thing. Well, okay. Wow. She was skipping that middle school love. She's looking for that more mature high school. From the beginning, she wants it to be serious. She wants there to be a purpose. (laughs) She's she's ready to go uh, to that level right away, like to marriage right by right right into ninth grade. So uh, we've now graduated high school, and I've always kind of been able to say that I had some minute romantic feelings for her. Uh, it's time to get over those. I just don't want to say, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> I've now. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to live life with those minute. Yeah. It's it's time to let it go. I've now dated a few girls and I'm content with being single for now. TJ, I think he was just <laughs> TJ. writing in for support. So we want to tell you that it's okay, buddy. It's okay to be alone. Especially, it, it is. Especially during the holidays. At least the the, the gift you know, that you have to look forward to is better than those poor African children. It's better than flies. Yeah. So. Oh, geez. Okay. You, you have fresh water flowing from a tap instead of from your own right. eyes. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a heavy song, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's too much. You're going to get presents for Christmas, but they're getting nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's just it's just the wrong time. It's like <laughs> witnessing at a rock concert. You know, it's the wrong time to talk about Jesus when they're up there banging their heads for Satan. I'm sorry. It's right. the wrong time. You're going to pick the funnest thing they do is rock and roll. And then you're going to go up to them and say, hi, can I take a moment? Speak to you about your soul and about the, the guilt that Christ has supplied for you to feel. You know, no, <laughs> it's the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. You win that one. You win that one. Uh, thanks, patrons, for your support, by the way. Chris and Carrie Payne just pledged $50.40 per year. They oh, went, that's cool. They went with the annual plan, and they saved 16%. Ah. So Ooh. that's why it's such a weird number. So Bring the pain. So Chris there you Carrie. go. You can you can sign up at uh, patreon.com slash that story show. And if you sign up monthly, it's one one, you know, amount, you know. But uh if you go annual, uh, you save, you know, six sixteen well, well. percent. 
this this or you just don't do it and save a hundred percent. That's true. And John's oh, that's fired. terrible marketing. John's fired. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, just keep it free, guys. Keep it free. Uh, it's pay, show pays for itself. It's it's all free. Um. Anyway, <laughs> iTunes reviews. Sarcasm. Br- brought to you by mypodcastreviews.com. Uh, hair bra- hair brash. Hair brash. That's their hair brash. username. Love you guys. You guys are the best. You give me some joy in this time. Um, I started listening two years ago. So <laughs> straight to the point. Thanks, yeah. hair brash. Thanks. She is very brash for a hair uh, hairbrush. Uh, very, the Chips Ahoy 10 says, Bad, best podcast ever. I love this podcast. I've been listening for over a year now, and I am a middle schooler. Lols. And then I turned <laughs> into a bat and flew away. All right. Congratulations. Thank you for your support. We love our reviews and we love our patrons. Uh, we love our patrons. It's now time for us to delve deep into the world of listener stories. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, today's stories are sponsored by BetterHelp.com. So what interferes with your happiness? Is there anything that's bothering you? BetterHelp will assess your needs, and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment, because it's convenient, because it's all online, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours with your own chosen uh, therapist. It's not about self-help. It's about professional counseling, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Plus, if you're working with a counselor, you're going to be working online anyway. Counselors aren't seeing anybody face-to-face these days. It's all been done online. This is a time for you to join up. The service is available for clients worldwide, and there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. I want to, yeah, it's really neat. I've signed up for it and you do, you choose your very own uh, counselor based on their requirements and what you need from them. Uh, You don't get to do that when you sign up 
uh, through a phone book or online. You just know they're a counselor and you don't know what their specialties are necessarily or yeah. what they work with. But so I want to offer uh, uh, a start. Live. I want you to start living happier and having a better life today. So as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash that story show. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash that story show. All right? And check them out. And thanks to betterhelp.com for sponsoring that story show. Uh, Thank you. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, Go check them out. Uh, Nathaniel Kaiser, uh, or Kaiser, I don't know. Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah. With Morton, Illinois writes, uh, a story called sticky trap, sticky trap dance. So Mm. say that three times fast. Sticky trap dance, sticky trap dance, sticky trap dance. He did it. Uh, hello, James and John. I'm a fairly new listener of the show, but I'm completely hooked. John's snake story reminded me of a decidedly less scary, thank goodness, animal story. That happened to me a couple of years ago. At the time, my wife and I lived on the edge of town by a cornfield. And because of this, we were used to having mice seek shelter in our house every year when the fields were harvested. Normally, this was no problem. I could set mouth traps baited with peanut butter, and I would catch four to six every fall. Usually, oh. the mice would confine themselves to the unfinished basement. But this year, we noticed candy wrappers strewn about the floor in our kitchen. Oh. <gasps> Since neither me or my wife were in the habit of throwing half-eaten Reese's cups on the ground, I assumed that a mouse had found its way onto the main floor. I decided to put a trap in the kitchen to catch it. Normally, I would use a standard spring mouse trap, but I decided to use a sticky trap because I didn't want to accidentally step on it in the night. (sighs) Even so, I kept the trap up against the wall to minimize the chance of me stepping on it anyway. So late that night, probably about 2 or 3 in the morning, I went to the kitchen to get a drink of water And as I reached for a glass from the cabinet, my foot made contact with both the sticky pad and not one, but two mice. Oh, no. That now resided upon it. (laughs) They're all trying to get away and your foot's stuck next to them. (laughs) So gross, dude. Apparently, (laughs) the mice were able to scooch their way into the middle of the kitchen whilst attached to the sticky pad. (laughs) With my foot now securely stuck on the sticky pad and touching two mice, I went into full panic mode. (laughs) I lashed my leg out as hard as I could. Freaking... You can see that happen. Chuck Norris style. He's just <laughs> trying to shake off the rodents. And it worked. The mice Ooh. went flying through the air and landed behind the oven. <laughs> they went over oh, no. and behind. They scampered away, but would ultimately meet their fate a few days later on the traps downstairs. Thanks for giving us the show every week. You guys are great. Nathaniel Kaiser, who has mouse feet. He has mouse feet. <laughs> Sticky mouse feet. Ah. Those mice, those mice were down in the basement later that night saying, man, we almost got trapped. <laughs> the guy's about their escape such from the sticky an thing. idiot. He's such a moron. Man, we'd never fall for that again. Hey, what's this peanut butter here? Whop, <laughs> <laughs> their demise was much quicker that night. Oh, man. The mice, the mice story did not end well. <laughs> <laughs> for them yeah do you know do, do you think mice even know it's christmas time at all <laughs> the only gift they're gonna get is a trap or, <laughs> well they're gonna have to sleep outside in the cold mice man 
They don't have it good for Christmas. You should never enjoy Christmas because mice don't have it good for Christmas. Oh, I feel sad. Well, this well, next story will cheer you up because it's quite okay. it's quite delightful and gross. Um, mm. Here's a new rule. Whenever you hear the word delight added to okay. a title of a story, it means uh-huh. it's about food and it's gross. Oh, okay. Because when I used when I was a kid, I was younger. I used to like to get the blender out and mix stuff together. <laughs> and I would try my best to put good stuff in it, but um, every now and then they would not turn out so well. And so my brother David, who everybody knows, <laughs> yeah. he, he was like you know six years old or whatever, and he coined the phrase "yucky delight." That's what he, yucky he would call what I was making, whatever it was. It was going to be a yucky delight. What are you making? A yucky delight. And so mm-hmm. um, from now on, I, I did it last week with the peanut butter delight. Uh, remember the- Oh, yeah, yeah. The, or the, week before last with the- The, the dog d- toy peanut dog butter. Dog toy peanut butter in the guy's mouth. And so salmon burger <laughs> delight is going to be another great and gross uh, food store. Salmon burger delight. Okay. So I'm excited about now this Now you one. know our latest rule. It started here on episode 363, or yeah, it's 363, so. Okay. Good to know. Now now we know. This is the new standard for stories. It actually started on 362, but it's been set in stone on 363, so. I like it. Let's do this. All right. This comes to us from Violet, Violet in Virginia, from Virginia. She says, hi, James and John. I'm a longtime listener from the Nobody's Listening Days. Oh, boy. Very cool. That's She's been with us for a while then. Yeah. Uh, I have a funny story for you. This actually happened not too long ago. So thank you for sending it in. I used to go to a public school down the street from me. My acting teacher, Mrs. Finn Rahego. <laughs> now, in all fairness, I, I tried to Google how to pronounce this last name. Yeah. It's it's Finn, F-I-N-N-R-A-P-E-J-A-E-K-O. I tried to Google that to see how to pronounce it because, you know, I want to sound kind of intelligent. Yeah. Uh, but Google's like, nope, sorry, we can't find <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's like, is my internet broken or what? But so I'm fortunately Violet put in put in there the PFR. Yeah. So that must be the yeah PFR, the acting teacher, Mrs. Finn. She gave a recommendation for a full scholarship to the Embark Drama Club. Wow. And I was awarded the scholarship. Ooh. I was sent off to an old building full of fun people and stage fright for a week. Oh, boy. (laughs) That sounds great. We actors weren't given lunches, so we packed our own. One particular day, my mother packed my lunchbox with salmon burgers. Ah. Well, it says, now I'm not a picky eater, but salmon burgers are just gross. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's plain and simple. I would agree. yeah, especially when they're covered in ketchup because your mom didn't close the lid of the ketchup container tight enough. Fish and ketchup. That's what well, goes together good. Fish and ketchup. That's kind of... Okay, well, you think you put ketchup on regular burgers. Why not salmon burgers, huh? Um, so I ate the salad she packed. I ate the burger bun, and I tried to eat the salmon burger. <sighs> it was slimy. Ah. It was smothered in ketchup and for some reason it was falling apart <sighs> once i gave up trying to eat it it looked like the crud you find built up against the bottom <laughs> of the faucet in the bathroom oh that's gross 
That's gross. Pretty I dumb. immediately took a trip to this said bathroom and regurgitated all my food. <laughs> <laughs> not wanting to go home and miss all the fun, I washed myself up and went on with my day. Because, you know, you're not sick. You just were became ill from the food, right? Yeah. I don't want to miss out on all the fun. Well, once I got home, my mom asked me if I had eaten everything in my lunchbox. I sheepishly confessed that no, I hadn't. She took one look at the wasted food, quote unquote, and sat me down at the table and basically force fed me that salmon. <laughs> I tried to tell her that I'd thrown up after eating it, but she glared at me so fiercely I thought I would die. I hurriedly forced down the slimy concoction so as to not get into more trouble. Mm. But later, I picked up the bag of frozen salmon burgers from the freezer and scanned it for the telltale word pre-cooked. Not surprisingly, it wasn't there. There you go. I had eaten raw salmon covered in ketchup, thrown up, and eaten it again. <laughs> so gross. It's Mom so doesn't bad. sound like much of a cook here. No. But my mother, when I showed her the bag, was mortified. I laughed at her, um, reveling in her discomfort. It, you know, sort of like uh, Ralphie did when his parents, you know, made him eat the soap and he daydreams back and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like to prove the parents wrong. How could you do this to me? I got soap poisoning. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I laughed at her discomfort, reveling in that. And every chance I took, I got my revenge by saying to her, you poisoned your child. Looking back, that was a really mean thing to do. No. But the whole episode has turned into something we can both laugh about. That salmon was worse than pancake chicken. I'll have to tell you about that in a later show or later story. Uh, but Violet closes with hopes this makes it on the show and gave us the, the bell emoji. So there you go. <laughs> I am so, I feel terrible as a parent. I have made my kids eat some junk that they didn't finish. <laughs> In fact, Johnny, if he didn't finish his dinner at night when he was younger, we would put it in the fridge and make him eat it the next day for breakfast. Right. Because, you know, we didn't make him eat a lot of stuff, but one night we had salmon and it was kind of gross, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he had to eat it cold. Yeah, but breakfast. it was cooked, I'm sure. It, yeah, it was cooked. It was cooked. But Amy was like, you know, that was the meanest thing I've ever done to my kid. <laughs> so she never made him do that again. She stopped. I know. think that's fine. I think that's fine. But but to uh, give your kid raw salmon <laughs> and to the point that they threw up and then you make them sit down and eat it anyway, that is horrible. <laughs> that is so oh, gross. This is so gross. Poor Violet's mom. I'm sure she was just trying to be uh, the best mom she could be. Yeah. Uh, hipster mom. Don't waste food because you know how those kids in Africa, they don't have any. They don't. They don't have um, no freaking burgers at all, much less the, the option to have salmon burgers, which is yeah. salmon was never meant to be a burger. I'm just telling you, <laughs> as, as a good Georgia bred and bra raised boy, uh, yeah, it, salmon's not meant to be burger, especially in the raw state. But anyway, this one's called Buggy Swap. And it's uh, from Luke Alvarez in Riverside, California. It's James and John. Luke from California here. I just started my Patreon last month. He's Ooh. one of our supporters. So yes. thank you so much. Long-time listener and uh, first-time supporter. That's great. Yeah. But uh, I've been listening for quite a while now. Started over from episode one about seven times, and I'm going all the way through to whatever episode is the latest. Well, technically right now, that would be 363. 
Wow. I've been trying to be mindful lately to recognize anything that happens in my daily life that I might be able to share on the show. And finally, finally, I had my moment <laughs> in my head where the thought came up, I got to call that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good throwback. Yeah, it is. My yeah, wife and I were in Target trying to pick out some early items for kids for Christmas. And we were just pushing the cart around as we looked at the different toys and products. And we started getting a little goofy. Okay. Mostly me. And I was looking at some novelty t-shirts <laughs> with some Christmas themes all over them from the Grinch to Darth Vader. They're Christmas themes and I love them. And my wife doesn't care for them. So I kept acting like I was going to get them. And I started tossing different ones into the cart. And then she would take them out while rolling her eyes. And the conversation moved on. And so did we with our cart on the other side of Target in the grocery area. As we remembered that we had to grab some milk and a couple of other items. As I was getting ready to place the milk into the cart, I looked and I didn't remember getting curtains or body lotion or... Dun, 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 butt cream. I'm just kidding about the butt cream. I don't know exactly what kind of cream it was, but it was a different type of cream for something (laughs) in the nether regions of a certain gender. So, (laughs) but he didn't remember getting that. No, I didn't remember it. He said, I immediately knew what had happened. We had switched carts back in the novelty t-shirt area. (laughs) Whoops. We bolted from the grocery area back to where we were before. And my wife was trying to hold in laughter as I kept telling her, shut it, shut it. Luckily, our cart would be easy to spot because of all the Mario toys and games inside. As we (laughs) looked into the area, I saw it. Our cart was waiting for us there, glowing with bathroom angels singing from the the bathroom and linen department. (laughs) But then I saw them an Asian couple looking around and I knew exactly what they were looking for. They were looking for their cart. <laughs> the one I had, except how can I bring back a cart with that cream on it and say, Oh yeah, sorry about your cream, your private part cream. So, <laughs> so as the aisle intersection came to a T, I rolled their cart to the left just a little as our cart was to the right. And I grabbed our cart and I was speed walking toward the registers and I heard my wife saying, babe, babe, we're not done yet. But I kept walking. Sorry, we were done. And I was not turning back. Anyways, thanks for all you guys do. Hopefully this makes it on the show. Have a great Yay. day, guys. Luke Alvarez from Riverside, California. Oh, man. <laughs> Whoops. Wrong cart. Sorry. Ah. See, I would have been the idiot that would have said, hey, it looks like I picked up your cart here. Uh, I would not. I would hide it. I would just not even bother <laughs> bringing just, it back. Oh, man. <laughs> At least he traded it shopping. off. He traded it off somewhere and, <laughs> and made it possible for them to find it again. That was the yeah. big thing to do. But me, I would have just left it back there near the milk. It would have stayed. <laughs> it would have stayed there. I'm like, I got too big of a mistake here. And I know I'm the guy that just gave the manager a hard time for not fixing his mistake. But, but, <laughs> but if I was face-to-face with them, yes, I would, I would own up to it. and I would. Do, but if I had snuck out of there somehow accidentally with their cart, there's no way. I would go take, try to take it back because what if they saw me as I was approaching and they, and they're like, what are you doing? It just, oh. it. why does that guy take our cart? Yeah. Hopefully it didn't have their like purse and stuff in it too. Oh man. That would have oh. been bad. Would have been terrible. You gotta, gotta watch out for that cart, man. You gotta do that. Yeah. Cart swapper. So I, I tried to Luke. steal, I tried to steal a cart uh, that was loose one time at a, uh, at an Ikea and uh, a guy <laughs> yelled at me. 
He's like, that's Ooh. my cart. And I'm like, dude, you don't know how it is in America. Because in America, <laughs> if, you, if you leave an empty cart, it's fair game. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you got to walk away from it. You, you got to keep your hand it. on that You got to put a box of Kellogg's in it or pack of flashbulbs or something. You know, something. Right, right. <laughs> pack of flashbulbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something in there. It's true. Because uh, that's how we roll. It's not yours just because you grabbed it out of the out of the till. So right, you gotta you gotta stake your claim. You gotta put a noctambulation station in it. <laughs> I I I'm so excited to read this story because I don't know what a noctambulation station is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, we're gonna find out. This All comes right. to us from David, and since he didn't tell us where he's from, I'm gonna say he's David from Dream World. <laughs> First of all, I love the show. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. My name, I want, I, want, uh, I want to mess him up by uh, giving him some weird accent. My name is David, and I've only been listening for about a month. But I figured I might as well send in a story. So this happened when I was about four or five, and I am extremely prone to sleepwalking. So one night, I managed to sleepwalk out of my bedroom across the entire house and into the garage. Now, for some context, at this point, I had figured out how to open the door of my family's minivan from the outside, but not from the inside. So, you know, he could get in, but he couldn't get out. Right. So, of course, I walked over, slept, walked over to the van, opened the door and climbed inside. Unfortunately, when I shut the door, the noise was enough to wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's got to be the craziest thing, to wake yourself up by closing the uh, door. Ugh. Scary. Oh, I'm awake. That is scary. It would Man, be. I'm, You're freaking in a dark garage all of a sudden, trapped in a van. That's the every kid's <laughs> worst nightmare right there. You're just looking for a pillowcase to go over your head and to make it, you know, fully realized. <laughs> I was just sleeping in bed and now I'm in a van. Now I'm what kidnapped. I'm, it's just terrible. Kidnap myself. <laughs> he says, thankfully, my dad had heard me leave my room and he got out of bed to investigate. Only a minute or two later, he walked into the garage to find me trapped in the minivan crying. He quickly freed me from the vehicle, and I was completely unharmed. But needless to say, my parents monitor monitored me much more closely from that point forward. I still remember this as one of my most traumatic experiences, and it's by far my most dramatic sleepwalking stories. I hope you enjoyed the story, and I hope it makes it on the show. Oh, oh, oh. That one just stuck up on me. He got two. He got two little sound bites there, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Now I wonder. Okay, first of all, knock, knock, knock. The emulation me is another word for sleepwalking. So is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I so when smart. I was trying to come up with a t with a cool little title, knock the emulation station came out because the station would be the minivan that he was stuck in. <laughs> it was, so that would be the the place there. Um, ambulation. I just wonder how do you keep track of a kid who sleepwalks? Do you tie a string to his pinky and then another part mm. of the string to the bed, and then when they get up to walk away, they can't get so far without disjointing their pinky? I I don't know. What do oh, you do? I I don't know. None of my none of my kids sleepwalk. So or, that's or, a very curious question. Yeah, me I'd probably tie it to their pants. So that yeah. their 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 pants get come down and then they're they're self conscious and they wake up. <laughs> they wake up because okay. yeah. they, they actually are at school with no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> the worst dream come true ever. 
I, I used to sleepwalk a little bit. I would, I would get up to go to the bathroom and I wouldn't make it to the bathroom. I would go, you know, I'd go pee in different oh parts. Oh my of gosh, John. No, I did grow out of that. Fortunately. But, uh, yeah. I just peed the bed like a normal kid. So, <laughs> so I don't know what I'm all up on you about. Uh, at least you were creative with it. And yeah. Yeah, well, you know, about the time I turned 20 or 27, I, I, I <laughs> about the time you got married, your, <laughs> your wife trained you. She, she, uh, she's got you trained. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine sleepwalking. And my, my son has done it in the past, but it's weird things. Like he'll just come down the stairs and sit on the next to the bottom step and just kind of look around and, huh. and you're like, Hey Jay, how you doing? And he won't. He'll just look at he you. Won't answer. He just kind of his yeah. eyes are wide open. His lips are kind of pushed out, weird, like, like uh, you know. And uh, interesting. And then so then it's like, okay, it's time for you to go back to bed, and he won't move. And so you just kind of grab him, and you, he's too heavy to pick up. So you just kind of grab him and and push him that way, and he goes back to bed. <laughs> that's crazy. And uh, that's, that's crazy. It is. It's kind of freaky. It's like they're yeah. devil possessed or something, you know. <laughs> anyway, nice. we got another story from Francesca from Oroville, Idaho, or Ohio. My bad. Oh, uh, Lucky Dad is what it's called. Hey, James and John, my name is Francesca Singstru. Singstru. I did not hmm. look that one up on Google. I yeah, wanted Google to send me. in this story about my dad's iPad. Well, I remember why I called it Lucky Dad. <laughs> I was wondering, like, what in the heck is that? Is it like a lucky cat, you know, or whatever? But anyway, one day <laughs> when my dad. dad was away at work, me and my mom were making breakfast in the kitchen, and the iPad was in the living room, and we hadn't touched it all morning. But all of a sudden, we started hearing an episode of Star Trek, and I figured mm. that the sound was coming from my dad's iPad. So me and my mom could not figure out why on earth it had started playing Star Trek all by itself. The screen wasn't even on. My dad text or my mom texted my dad hoping he she wouldn't disturb his work very much and he was just as surprised as we were when she told him about his iPad and he told mom the password and we got the show turned off and we never found out why it started playing so randomly. Thanks for reading this, Francesca. You know, it's a good story, but it gets better when you consider that he is luckiest man on earth that the last thing he was watching was Star Trek. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> if he was some kind of pervert that was, that was looking at stuff he shouldn't be looking at, oh, it that, is. and that stuff started playing in the background, oh. That would have been a totally different story. Francesca would be talking about the day her parents got divorced or something oh like that. Goodness. Oh my goodness! So he's a lucky dad because he's lucky such dad. a because he didn't get catched. He didn't. maybe he's just a good dad. Maybe he's, so. Maybe he's got so. His priorities straight. But maybe he's just lucky too. So I don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know about the, Francesca's dad, but. I I'll, I'll be, you believe he's a good man, and I'll believe he's a lucky man. And, <laughs> okay, because mine's funny. Somewhere in between all of that, <laughs> where he is, he, he oh, still man. has an intact family, and he was watching Star Trek. So yeah, d just watch out, bad dads. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, is watch out, bad dad, because your sin will find you out, and and it might find you out while you're at work, and your parents, and your mom, and your kids, and everybody are at the house. <laughs> that would be the worst. 
I don't what is know, that? I don't know how I play. There must be a virus. I don't know where that came from. How'd that mm. stuff get on my search history? I don't know. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry. Go ahead and read us the story. <laughs> okay. Is, they're going to move on to a touchdown scoot. Okay. Touchdown scoot. That's uh, That comes to us from the baffled buffoon. What? I'm sorry. This comes to us from Luke Alvarez. <laughs> I went too far. Luke, he sent in another story, you know, just a few minutes ago. Ah. Yeah. Uh, after graduating high school, my best friend, Bob, I don't think we're using the Lucy thing anymore. Uh, we headed uh, from Arizona to California for a youth camp. Man, that's a long trip for youth camp. Mm-hmm. My motivation, Luke says, was to see a girl I wanted to date. Of By course. the way, she's now my wife. Ah, it worked <laughs> out then. That's, yeah, I guess that worked out. It's a long thing. I guess he stayed in California. Yeah, he was the kind camp. that was looking for a, a high school you know, kind of relationship. And it worked Romance out for that him. Would butt into marriage, maybe, right? he, maybe he ran into that girl. From the other story. <laughs> right, right. And their views aligned. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would they be. had similar <laughs> views. That would be crazy. <laughs> it, uh, so Luke's motivation was to see a girl. But my friend Bob, his motivation, well, it was not to become a camp legend. Let's just say that. During the week, we were split into teams for the sports sessions. My bud Bob and I were lucky, luckily on the teams together. We weren't the greatest team there. Okay, let's be honest. We flat out sucked. But... We were having fun now to make my friend legendary during a flag football game that we were actually being competitive in. The score was zero to zero. That's when the play happened. The play all caps in quotes. This is when it happened. The play. I believe this play would have been shown on ESPN sports center if it was caught on video or maybe perhaps America's funniest home videos. (laughs) I was playing the wide receiver And during this play, I was supposed to block for Bob, who was going to run the ball to my side. The ball was snapped. It was handed off to Bob. I was blocking, and he saw an opening around me, which he tried to get to. Then I saw a guy go for his flag. And like usual, everyone kind of slows down, expecting the guy to, to pull Bob's flag and stop the play. As the guy dove for Bob's flag, he pulled it down, but not the flag. He pulled down Bob's pants. <laughs> that is the danger of playing flag football. Let me say, I played all through high school, and that's happened to me a couple times. Oh, that's yeah. the worst. You always want to wear your belt nice and tight. Because there is a belt that goes around you. The flags are actually a... Like yeah, a, it's a like whole a, belt. Yeah. It's yeah, not it's just not one tucked into flag your... Comes up. It's not tucked into your, it's your pocket or something like that. And mm-hmm. so it's very easy easy to grip the entire seat of the pants sort of thing. The, the whole belt yeah. line. Wow. That's great. The whole thing. And then, yeah, sometimes you'll what would happen is you'd grab the flag, but you'd also grab the kid's pants. Yeah. And you'd go to pull the flag and you'd tug on their pants a little bit. That's oh, awesome. It's embarrassing. Well, Bob uh, still had his flags around his waist. Not his <laughs> pants, but his flag. Oh, good. So he was still <laughs> in. So he was still, you know, the ball was still in play. So being the best friend ever, I did the right thing. I started pushing Bob towards the end zone with his britches around his ankles. Showing off his pasty white legs, which blended quite nicely with his tidy whiteies. There you go. (laughs) He did more of a scamper than a run. Did I mention there was tons of people on each sideline watching and not watching? 
And they were all watching now because Bob was running down the, the to the end zone with his no britches. Uh, Bob tried to reach down and pull up his pants, but I kept telling him, no, come on, <laughs> as I pushed him towards the end zone <laughs> as no one really chased him because, <laughs> uh, you know, his pants were down. Yeah, no britches. <laughs> Bob earned a new nickname that week. We call him Casper. <laughs> Tutu is all white. Uh, I'd say that we scored our first and only touchdown of the week. Uh, my friend is now a legend. I got the girl, but he got plenty of attention. I got to say, it was a successful trip at the expense of my friend and his Hanes, of course. <laughs> Keep it up, gents. You guys are amazing, and the community you've created is like no other. Peace out, fellas. Luke Alvarez. There you go. And see, while I was thinking about this story, I was thinking, this is why you wear boxers. But then I started yeah. thinking, no, this is why you don't wear boxers because it would have been just as easily for him to just go one layer deeper and pull all of them down. But but with whitey tighties, you get a protection because they're snug. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the hand it, yeah. is not going to go necessarily into that elastic band like it would mm-hmm. a pair of, of boxers, which is just another layer of elastic and cloth. Right. You know, uh, a loose one at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So there's just no oh. way out of that. Um, I, I've only had my pants down in front of other people one time. Mm. And it was embarrassing. It was in front of my parents. Oh. Yeah. It was bad, though. Okay. It was terrible. My, my, I was holding my brother, and he was a baby, and he was freaking out. And so I go mm. to put him down because gonna, I'm going to drop him. And I want to yeah. put him down safely. And one of his legs gets caught in the crotch opening of my pajama pants and there they go as i'm setting him down the pants are sliding down slowly i can't pick him back up because he's too heavy and i can't reverse the momentum and uh so the pants just come slowly down as i gently set him easily and quietly down on the ground and as soon as he was free i jerked his little stupid foot out and jerked up my pants and ran in my room as fast as i could my parents were laughing so, oh, poor young James. Yeah. Was, he pantsed himself. It was the worst. I All guess right. you could say you could have blamed that on your brother because he he technically was the one who, who pantsed you. This is my favorite story of the entire show. All right. It's called Thin Red Line. It's by the no, baffled buffoon, buffoon. So he says, hey, peeps, I don't normally talk like that, but I thought it would be fun for the whippersnappers listening. So here's my story. I I had a job working in a computer support for a large church in California, and I saw a help desk request come across about a printer that wasn't working correctly as it was printing a red line down the side of the paper for every Hmm. sheet that they printed. I looked up the printer model and realized that it was a black and white printer. So I thought for sure the person requesting the help must be confused about something. So I went to the user's desk, not to the drug user this time. (laughs) (laughs) Though I had my suspicions at the time, I asked them to print something for me. And sure enough, a paper with a thin red line down the side came out of the printer. And I double checked the printer model and confirmed, yes, indeed, this is just a black and white printer and it should not print in color. So I opened up the printer and found a very flat and recently deceased mouse, (gasps) which had apparently done some spelunking into the outfeed area of the printer all the way into the inner bowels of the printer with all of the gears and pulleys and et cetera. And he got himself stuck. 
So every That's time disgusting. someone printed, the paper passed by the mouse's pulley and deposited a regulated uh, amount of blood on the paper in a perfectly <laughs> straight line about an eighth of an inch wide. At this, <laughs> at this point, I turned and pointed uh, to the mouse and said, there's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> the hamster that normally powers the printer has finally died. Now we need to upgrade to a printer that's made in the current century. And then I walked away. I hope this makes it on the show. Oh, <laughs> and man. if it does, an angel will get his wings. That's true, because the bell rang. That's true. <laughs> Sign the Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his baboon. So, yes, greatest story that I've heard oh. in a while about the There's your problem. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> that is nasty. It's like a Sherlock Holmes mystery. How could a black and white printer be printing red? It surely uh, isn't, but yet it is. What is the solution? You know, only Sherlock Holmes would be able to tell you, oh, a mouse has got it inside. And <laughs> he was caught into the uh, the pulley system and met his untimely demise and is now bleeding. Oh, but, that is so gross. So nasty. <laughs> so gross that a mouse was then a printer. But anyway. I love the way he ended it, though. There's your problem. The There's hamster problem. that usually runs that thing <laughs> just done expired. Congratulations. Let's get oh, you a new one. Man, do you have a funny life story, folks? Have you ever run an Olympic at an Olympic pace like a, man, a Marine through an obstacle course to save your baby from eating dung? Have you ever stepped on a sticky trap full of mice and kick danced your way into the future? Have you ever been forced <laughs> to eat a raw salmon patty like you're some sort of square pants man? Have you ever accidentally stolen unmentionable cream in the cart that contained it? Or sleepwalked into the family minivan and just cried until someone <laughs> left you out? Have you ever had your dad's iPad randomly play the last thing he was watching and thank God it was something decent? Have you ever scooted your way to victory while your pants were around your ankles? Or had a black and white printer print red? Ugh. Whatever your story, send your stories, email or audio to that story show at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker, so email us your address. ThatStoryShow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, and Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at Patreon.com slash ThatStoryShow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, and don't dig that mouse out with your bare hands. Just think, <laughs> hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you next time. Bye, people. Bye, people. We love you. You. And it's okay if you like those songs that we don't like. It's okay. <laughs> so you know. Uh, John like found out that he had the lyrics wrong on a song. This episode... It was 363. Remember it, folks, because you're going to want to know later. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.